Book's Economic Development Corporation facilitates the creation of new jobs and capital investment in Wilkes County, North Carolina. We accomplish this by primarily focusing on retention and expansion of existing and new businesses, along with real estate development. We are here to help you grow. Learn more at wilkesedc.com or give us a call today at 336-838-1501. From white lightning to lightning fast. The Wilkesboro Find Your Back Road podcast covers all the people, places, and things that make Wilkesboro a one-of-a-kind mountain destination. Enjoy lively conversations as we welcome artists, local business leaders, event organizers, and creatives from around Wilkesboro. It's the Wilkesboro Find Your Back Road podcast. And let's welcome to this episode the one and only Mr. Rick Ballantyne. He is a film and television television producer, award-winning composer, and partner at Templegate Films, LLC. Good day to you, sir. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm really excited to have this conversation today because you've got some really cool stuff going on that I think the folks around the community are going to be really excited to hear about as well. And so, um, you know, I look forward to it. But before we get into, you know, what's going on and the filmmaking and everything else, let's get a chance to get to know you a little bit and introduce you to our listeners. Uh, you know, as I said, film and television television producer and also award-winning composer. Uh, how did you find your way into the creative realm and uh, how long have you been doing it it goes all the way back i think to where i was 14 i'm 58 now i'm an old guy but um at uh 14 i actually stole my sister's guitar and learned to play on my own and my mom noticed i had a a natural gift which was a blessing because i didn't have a gift for anything else obviously (laughs) um so um it started way back then and then uh Going through high school, I had a, had some amazing teachers. Love my teachers. I could wouldn't be here without my teachers. And um, from there, I I just happened to at eighteen be asked to score a film on the fly playing keyboards, um, which was a new thing for me. And I scored the film, and then one thing led to another, and then uh, I got into another film, and then another film, and I was a I was a a record producer first. Uh, I started off doing mostly records and, and production, uh, like even for The Temptations and uh, Lenny Williams, who used to sing for Tower of Power. I used to do a lot of R and B, but then the film stuff really took over, which I was really happy about. It's it's a it's a great creative tool for uh, as a composer, and uh, just scored. Um, my gosh, it just kept coming in, which was a blessing. I didn't really have to go out and seek it. It just came in and just happened to be at the right place at the right time quite a bit and um, led me that. And that was in L.A. And that was really helpful as well to be in L.A. and to have that start there because uh, either L.A., New York or now uh, Georgia is really the place to get started. Um but uh, was able to build up a, a, a nice base of clientele and production enough that when it was time to move here to the right coast, I um, was able to, to bring my, um, my uh, clients and uh, all my contacts as well. And, um, and so it just ended up here in, in uh, North Carolina. And now we're, we're, built, we're making films. We started a company to, to actually do what we love to do. Well, and it's really awesome. And you, you mentioned how long you've been doing what you do. Similar story for me. We both mentioned that we've been doing our trades for a long time before we came on the air. And I started broadcasting when I was 16. 
and wow. uh, I'm 51. So I've been doing it a long time. And so I know in, in your background, also in mine in broadcasting, things have changed just a little bit over the a course little. of that time. <laughs> you know, so, you know, before we get into the film and everything, talk a little bit about the evolution and kind of staying current and going with all these major changes in the industry along through these years. That's such a good point. Um, I remember, Matt, when I started out as a bassist, and that's still my main instrument, just talking about uh, the instruments, the musical side of what I do. Um, and uh, I play every bass that there is. I, I just I fell in love with bass early. And um, then I, I realized probably about 17 that I actually wanted to do this full time if there was a way to do this. And about that time, computer music started to come out. And I started looking at it, and back then there was, uh, I think it was the Atari. Actually, I started on the Commodore 64 and then got an Atari ST, and there was a new program that came out called Steinberg Cubase, where you could actually record your keyboard parts and then fix them as a non-keyboard player, and I could re record all the parts that were in my head. And... Um, it's, it, and so we made this transition from having a lot of live players into having a producer that, that did a lot of the parts and then brought in players to help the production. And uh, I remember back then, Matt, the, all the musicians were would say things like, oh, my gosh, don't do this. You're going to put us out of business. And I remember having the attitude of, well, guys, go out and get a computer and do the same thing. There's right. plenty of room. This oh, is I remember new. all the controversy when, you know, when Van Halen wanted to have keys, you know, and it was like, <laughs> everybody, it's not Van Halen. I think it was part of breaking up the original lineup of the band even. I, I mean, it's, it's funny to think now because just it, it's hard to imagine just a purely analog and physical realm for music production now. Uh, you, you know, know in, yeah, you know, it's funny, Matt, too. A lot of that is coming back. So, you know, what happens is the pendulum, as you know, swings hard. So it'll yeah. swing hard one way and then it'll balance itself out eventually. And like in, in my business, I have a lot of analog gears. It's funny you mentioned Van Halen. I'm looking at an Oberheim OB8 right now in my in my studio that was used for that. It wasn't literally used for jump, but that keyboard was used for that opening for jump. Mm -hmm. And about that time that that controversy hit, you know. Yeah, it's funny, you know, what what controversy took it to be controversial back then versus today. You know, sneeze the wrong way, it's controversy today. Oh, isn't but that back true? Then, you had to play keyboards on a rock band, on a, on a rock <laughs> band album. But I'll just say this about analog, then we'll move on. But, um, you know, you can't see it right now, but the wall behind me here in the studio is just about three feet off the floor all the way to the 10-foot ceiling is racks of audio cassettes. And, uh, and I mean, hundreds of them. Wow. And I am the original purchaser of them when they were released. So I've kept them over all these years. And, and uh, it's funny, my 16-year-old son, you'd say it's coming back. Vinyl and even cassettes have really come back. He bought a boombox. He bought a cassette boombox at Best Buy. <laughs> it's got Bluetooth, wow. but it's also a do it's also a cassette boombox <laughs> with Bluetooth too. And I'm like, this is crazy time. So he wants to get into my cassette collection. I'm like, you can take six at a time. That's it. Right, and right, you don't right. Touch you know, anymore. Matt, that's funny. I I saw a composer that I re I respect really well on Facebook, and he bought an old Tascam four track cassette recorder, and he's recording loops on there, and then he detunes them. 
And it's the most wonderful thing I've yeah. ever heard in my entire life. So, well, I think you and I could probably of, geek out for a full hour long conversation. Just you, I, I can hear it already, Matt. We, I'm we geeking out in this conversation. I'm totally geeking out. I love and audio dude, production. You, get, you have to send me a picture of your wall. I'd love to see it. Oh yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I, I know it's ridiculous, <laughs> but I kept that. I got rid of CDs. I got rid of vinyl. But I kept the cassettes because there wasn't anything comparable to it. And back in the 80s especially, there would be limited release um, cassettes that were kind of like today. You got social media posts and YouTube. Back then, bands would do runs of cassettes that were to promote an upcoming tour or things like that. And none of that has been transferred to digital. So there's a bunch of stuff in my collection that you can't buy anywhere. So yeah, I probably just invited theft at my house. uh, (laughs) You know, my brain is already working. Should I cross over? Should I not cross over? What should I do here. Yeah. Well, let's cross <laughs> over to the film. Um, you are currently uh, in the creative process for um, the production of Wilkes County Line. Tell us all about the project. Wilkes County Line is uh, so near and dear to our heart. My partner, um, uh, Tanil Ohm and uh, Mark Rickerby, we fell in love with this project because we are um, we're lovers of a good story. And um, we have uh, we we have a ton of stories. Actually, we're in the middle of uh, different phases of, of about seven films right now. But our main focus and our main push and our main love, honestly, is Wilkes County Line. And the way that came about is um, I was driving home from uh, I, I go to church in Wilkes, even though I live in Charlotte. I get up at uh, four o'clock every Sunday and I head into Wilkes, uh, North Wilkesboro, to Celebration Church, and uh, I. Uh, I'm the music guy there. Um, and when I first started going there, uh, one of the pastors, uh, Tom Bartlett, who is actually the father to my daughter-in-law. So there's a little nepotism there <laughs> in a good way. But um, he sent me an article about Marcus Limonis um, pledging money toward this the opening of this new track. And I'm like, well, what? I mean, not new track, a reopening of a track. Right. And I'm like, what track is this? And I happen literally to be driving by North Wilkesboro Speedway. And I looked up to the, I looked to my left and I went, whoa, what is that? You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he, he gave me some, some background on it. And I hung up and I was driving and I thought, my gosh, this would be an amazing story. And I thought, what if we could bring this story to life, even in a fictional way, make more people aware of the, the track and its history and try to come alongside with the reopening of the track and really see if we can add more to this um, Herculean, you know, event of reopening the track. And so um, the story literally hit me in five minutes and I called my, my partner, Tanil. I said, Tanil, what are you doing right now? And uh, she said, I'm free. What's going on? I said, we need to write a story right now. And so by the time I left uh, North Wilkesboro and got to Charlotte, we had five pages of story ready to go. Mm. The next day, we, we, we put it down in something that our writer, Mark, uh, could write. And we said, Mark, you got to go to work. And Mark fell in love with it and started uh, uh, filling in all the gaps. And uh, shortly after, we, we had our first draft of our, of our film. We're currently on draft three which has not been released or seen by anybody which the story has changed a bit um it's total it is focused on the track and the reopening and but it also now inc- incorporates the 
moonshine aspect as well, which mm. is an incredible story. Uh, it, it definitely incorporates racing and incorporates a very human um, aspect, uh, especially when it comes to cancer and leukemia. We've included that, right. and you know, to bring some some more awareness to that in, in whatever way we're. So, are you getting able. lobbied already? Like, who's going to play Benny Parsons? Who's going to do? You know, oh, <laughs> yeah, we we've got a lot of that for sure. So, we're trying to balance uh, budget versus yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, casting because casting man can really push your budget up, and and so we're trying to hold our line and. We found some, and this is the real push, Matt. I have to tell you, from day one, I had mentioned to my partners, guys, we want to hire local. And even if we can find good actors locally that maybe haven't had a had really had a break, or you know, but they're really good and they're local and they're 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 this is in their soul. That's who we need to get. And so Tanil has been really um, finding some gems here uh, that will be involved in the film. We have one guy that is playing um, I, I had to put a Scotsman in the film as being Scottish uh, by blood. I, I had to have that. And so um, we have a guy, Michael, who is going to uh, play the Scotsman. And every time he plays his part, I'm laughing, crying. It's so funny. It is just hilarious. So it's a good kind of dramedy. It's very funny parts, uh, very heart touching, uh, uh, heartbreaking parts in it. Um but I'm not going to tell you how it ends, but it's, it's, it is a wonderful ending. And, and really lastly, the thing I do want to say, Matt, that's been important to me from day one is I used to go up to Wilkes and after the uh, church service that, you know, uh, I would take a drive through uh, parts of Wilkes County and just be in awe of how gorgeous it is. Uh, and being from LA, you know, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, w one of the big pushes is to really capture the beauty of Wilkes County. And so that's why we're really pushing for a fall film date where we'll start filming then. And uh, we can really just bring some real good publicity to our wonderful area. Um, it's, I have adopted it as my second home. So I say our area um, and really show people what a beautiful place it is. And hopefully uh, as a side benefit of, of doing the film there, increase some tourism Um our director is in San Diego and he still tells stories that people go to Miramar and go, where did they film Top Gun 30 years later? And so my hope is that when we film in some of the local areas and local venues and different things like that, that, that the owners will find um, a benefit of people coming and, and looking and seeing where certain scenes were filmed and they'll, um, you know, uh, uh, they'll become a customer of that venue you know, and well, and, and there's and such a long history of name drops of films produced in Western North Carolina in the foothills, you know, and, and whether it's down the hill, Lake James for, you know, Hunt for it October, people are like, wait, Hunt for it October? Yeah, <laughs> submarine scenes were at Lake James. <laughs> wait, Matt, I didn't even know that. Are oh, you yeah, serious? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and Patch Adams and Last of the Mohicans and you know, the list goes on and on and on. But, you know, it, it's really exciting. And, and thank you for investing in the stories of folks here locally. And, you know, the, the – 
the Speedway story is a great story, and whether it's on film or we see it in our neighborhoods, the community effort that it's taken over so many years to make this happen is is a beautiful thing, and it's going to be great to see as this project moves forward and how, uh, you know, going to get the green flag on the whole project getting out to the public. See what I did right there? And- no, I like that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, yeah. once the green flag hits, the, the hardest flag is that checkered flag, but we'll hit it. No, we'll, I'm going to take caution on the puns going forward here. Oh, that's really All good. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Well, well I have to t- I have to really put a plug in here because the film would not be to the level it is without Terry Parsons. And yeah. Terry Parsons is such a godsend. Um she has opened doors and um made so many resources to make our our film. You know, we are we're not Warner Brothers. We are an independent film company. And uh, and so any help that we can get along the way is always incredibly helpful. And Terry has been a godsend to us. She's really come along and brought some amazing resources and locations. And once we get her the final script, we're all looking forward to hopping in her car and going around to different areas and. Well, you know, signing off on that's that. that's fantastic, and and I encourage people to a little self promotion here. Uh, scroll back through in our podcast of of the Find Your Back Road uh, program. We had an episode where we sat down with Terry and had a conversation about the whole thing with the history and and the effort behind the scenes. And there's mm. some great stories in that too. So yeah, I, I figured she had, probably had her fingerprints all involved because um, anything involving the speedway. You don't have to go down many trails to find your way back to Terry. So uh, that's really exciting to hear. What's the best way for people to keep up with what's going on? Do you have somewhere you want people to kind of follow and refresh and keep an eye on things? Yeah, Matt, absolutely. We are um, obviously we have our website, which is templegatefilms.com. We have an app that's there as well that you can download that you can actually get some direct contact with us and some inside scoop on our uh, progress. And then we have a Facebook page. It's about 50,000 followers now, um, Templegate Films on Facebook. And uh, that's really the best way uh, to, to follow our progress. And um, eventually we're going to need some extras and people that will want to come in and just, you know, be on camera, you know, be in a crowd and different things like that. So the best way if you could just, you know, stay with us, we'll make announcements as we get close. And uh, we'd, we'd love to see everybody come and support this event. Um, and uh, I think that's probably the best way, Matt. All right. I have already followed. I just went there and took care of it while we were talking. So, <laughs> Well, Rick, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us here on Find Your Back Road. And we look forward to the road forward for the project and, and other projects that you're involved in as well. Thank you so much. We agree. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for the time. Blessings to you. Thank you for listening to the Wilkesboro Find Your Back Road podcast. To request an interview spot or to advertise, email info at wilkescountytourism.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.